Due to the mature content of this program, listener's discretion is advised. Thanks for tuning back into the Depth of Darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. We're your hosts. I'm Mandy. I'm retired Major Hugh Jazz. In your face. In your face. (laughs) Yes, can't forget that part. Always Hugh Jazz, always in your face. (laughs) Okay, so welcome back. Today we are going to be discussing some real-life paranormal situations um, that we've had that have occurred to us personally. So I'm going to start off with some things that happened when I was a little bit younger and then move on to things that are more current that are creepy to this day. For starters, when I was about nine or 10 years old, uh, my aunt was very sick. She was uh, battling cancer and my family was going over to the house to see her because we pretty much knew that she was about to pass away, just the state she was in. Uh, She was very, very sick and very frail and it was obvious she wouldn't be around much longer. So we wanted to basically say our last goodbyes. Um, So we went over to the house and the moment I walked in, I felt some sort of presence was there with us. I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't see anything, but it was a very strong presence. It's almost that feeling as if, as if somebody's arguing and it's tension and people say, like, it's as thick as butter. You could cut it with a knife, the tension in the room. It was almost like that same type of feeling. You could feel it, but you didn't know what was going on. And I was a kid and I'd never faced any death in my personal family before. I never experienced it before. Um, I was never allowed to watch, you know, real creepy stuff when I was a kid. So I obviously wasn't exposed to stuff like that through the media. Um, but I felt this very strong presence. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't malevolent or anything like that, but it obviously served a purpose. It was there for a reason. And even as a kid, my first experience with it, I knew it was something paranormal and it was something that was there to fulfill its purpose. And I'm guessing it was death or you know some sort of spirit to take her to the other side and sure enough um, that night she passed away I don't remember what time I think it was very early that next morning like maybe 2 or 3 a.m. 3 a.m. is the witching hour so it's creepy but yeah that very next day very next morning she passed away so it instilled in me that that presence was obviously there to take her you know her spirit to the other side and actually kind of fast forwarding uh, something recent, very similar to that happened recently. Um, my grandma also passed away recently, not from cancer, but old age. And she had been struggling for many years um, with health. And I went to visit her in the nursing home. And I mean, she was nonverbal. She couldn't really move. You know, she was basically gone. I could see it. She was already going. But the moment I walked in the nursing room, there was a chair, uh, a chair right next to her bed. And in the peripheral vision, in the corner of my eye, it was as if I saw somebody sitting in that chair. But then I glanced and there was nobody there. But I could feel somebody there. That same, that same presence feeling that I had with my aunt right before she passed was there as well. The same exact feeling. And uh, <laughs> uh, sure enough, uh, about an hour, hour and a half after I left the nursing home, uh, she passed away. So it, it never left me. The you know, this is the second time I felt that presence uh, the day of or shortly after 
they had passed, I had felt that presence. So I don't think that's just coincidence. I mean, the first experience was when I was a little kid. I had never experienced it before. And then the second time, it happened again. And it's not like I was expecting it or anticipating it, but it was still there. So that's my first two. And then um, kind of tying back to my aunt, the one who had passed away due to cancer, um, this was shortly after she had passed away. And some people might want to chalk this up to, you know, being, you know, half asleep and waking up and then basically seeing the dream kind of still in front of you as you're waking up. Uh, but a few weeks or so after she had passed, I, I was awoken up by somebody calling my name. It sounded like it could have been my mom or even my aunt that had passed, basically saying my name, telling me to wake up. And so I opened my eyes and literally only a couple inches away from my face was a distorted face basically of my aunt it looked just like my aunt and it obviously sounded like her and within a few seconds it had vanished so I mean that's unexplainable in my eyes but I like to think it was her you know just coming to kind of make a quick visit to say hi but you know people might have different opinions on it might have been a dream you know kind of still in front of me before I completely woke up but I like to think it was her paying a visit um another one (laughs) are you still there here. Okay. Just want to make sure. It was very quiet. <laughs> Talk up, damn it. Speak up. Yeah. So, all right. Another one that I actually almost forgot to mention was when I was growing up, my bedroom was basically at the top of the staircase. You would come up the staircase. It would kind of wind, kind of like turn. It was like a bended staircase. You'd come upstairs and you'd be greeted by the hallway. And to the left, right of the stairs was my bedroom. And there was one night where it was just me and my mom at home. And, you know, I was getting ready for bed. I was awake. I wasn't falling asleep or anything, just kind of laying in my bed. And all of a sudden, I heard somebody coming up the stairs. Um, Floorboards creaking because the staircase was very noisy. I don't know if it was old wood or what, but it was noisy. And I could see a shadow coming up the stairs as well. So in my mind, it was just me and my mom in the house. I assumed, okay, she's coming upstairs to go to sleep. But then all of a sudden it stopped. I couldn't see a person, obviously I was laying down, but I could still see the shadow kind of lingering there. I figured it was just her trying to see if I was asleep so she wouldn't wake me. And all of a sudden I hear her snoring downstairs and my mom had a very loud snore and you can't miss it. So (laughs) uh, it wasn't her and there was no one else in the house. It wasn't a burglar or anything like that, but you know, I closed my eyes because I was scared, and then I opened them again, and the shadow was gone. So it's like, what was coming up the stairs? What was it doing there? What was its purpose? Uh, so that was one that creeped me out. But at the same time, the initial thought was it was just my mom coming up the stairs to say goodnight or to go to bed, and it wasn't her. So maybe it was just a friendly spirit coming to check on me. You never know. So maybe it was my aunt again paying a visit, just wanting to make sure I'm doing okay. So. I'll keep that one in mind (laughs) instead of thinking it's some malicious ghost or something. Um, Yeah. So another one, and I only have one more after this one. So, but another one that happened when I was a kid, also in my room, all kinds of weird things happened in this bedroom. But one was when I was even younger and I had one of those toys. It was basically a pin toy. I don't even know if they still make those. Um, but it was basically this kind of like rectangle or square shaped toy that had a bunch of pins in it and you could put your hand under it or your face under it or an object under it and it would take the form of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so basically, I love that. That was like my prize toy when I was a little kid because it was just fun. You could make weird faces on it. I would stick my tongue on it, just make it like weird faces. And I thought it was so cool that it would basically take the form of my face. And I would play with it before bed. And one night, I mean, I would always push it down all the way because otherwise if you didn't, it would kind of slink down on its own. And it really annoyed me. So one night I pushed it down after I was done playing with it, got into bed. And I usually always slept with my door shut. And I don't have any siblings. So it was literally just me in my room. There was no air conditioning on, no fan, no ventilation, nobody in the room that could have caused it. And got into bed. And again, I had pushed it all the way down. I made sure I did got into bed and then a few moments later I heard the slinking like it was slinking down somebody was playing with it and there was nobody else in there you know who who could have been making it make that sound so that is one thing that still creeps me out like why was it making that sound and I remember just being frozen in my bed not wanting to move not wanting to look at it I looked at it in the morning there was nothing there nobody played with it but it sure sounded like somebody was playing with it. So no explanation for it either. Like I logically can't explain what caused that noise. So freak show. Yeah. Yeah. Freak show in my bedroom when I was a kid. Jeez. <laughs> All kinds of creepy stuff happened. Um, oh. Yep. And then another one, this happened recently, very recently. Me and my husband, we co-sleep with our daughter and I had woken up because I heard a noise and I saw my daughter walking. Her bed is in our room as well, but she was walking from her bed. We have a small hallway between like basically our, our bedroom going into the master bathroom. And it was basically, she was walking from her bed through that little hallway towards the master bathroom. And it looked like she had something in her, her hand, like a little tiny flag, like those little flags that you get around the 4th of July. Wow. My voice just cracked around the 4th of July. It looked like she was kind of dragging that along the wall. And I remember asking her, I was like, what are you doing? Go back to bed. And my husband kind of woke up groggily. He's like, what are you talking about? She's in bed. She's laying down sleeping. And I was like, she's right there. And he's like, no, she's not. She's asleep. And so I looked over and sure enough, she was in bed sleeping, fast asleep. And I looked back to where the hallway was. There was nothing there. And I mean, at the time I woke up, I had heard the noise. It woke me up. I was pretty much fully awake. So I don't know what that was. It was a spirit that seemed to take on the form of my daughter. It was very creepy. And it gives me creeps thinking about it because it wasn't my daughter. It was something else taking on her form. Why? You know, they, they always say that like a demon or the devil, if it's nearby, it'll take on the form of a little kid, which that's terrifying. Um, I don't think that's what it was, though, simply because usually if it's the devil, you know, myth has it <laughs> story has it it's a rumor is that if the devil's near it'll be usually a, a small boy or a small girl crying and obviously this being was not crying it was just merely walking from one area of the room to the next but the fact that it took on the form of her was very creepy to me that you know it obviously can take on different forms wants to make itself known so yeah very mm -hmm. strange so last one Yep. <laughs> the last one I have, this one didn't happen to me personally, um, but it did happen when I was in high school to some of my friends. They were part of the AV club, the audiovisual. They were very techy, very involved with like production. And anytime we would have a presentation at school, 
uh, they would be involved in it. And um, they were trying to, I can't remember what the presentation was for, um, some event at school, but they were trying to create some sort of combination of video clips, music, and, you know, obviously PowerPoint. I don't know if you can hear that. There's like landscaping going on where I'm at. So excuse that noise in the background if you can hear that. <laughs> but anyways, back to my story. They were editing something for the presentation for an event. And they were taking bits from the movie The Passion. I don't know if you remember that movie. It's the one about um, the passion of Jesus that was directed by right. Mel Gibson. Um, they took clips of that. I don't remember what it was for, but uh, the one scene that they took, they were having really bad issues with. It was basically where it was a scene in the movie where Jesus was in, um, I can't remember where he was, but he was praying. It was before the Last Supper before he knew he was going to be crucified and he was basically talking and the devil was trying to persuade him or something like that i haven't attempt seen the movie him. In a, yeah attempt him yeah it was a long time since i saw the movie but when he was in the um, desert right yeah yeah and he was talking and he was conflicted because he knew it was going to happen he was terrified but well, they were trying to export this scene to the presentation and every time they would it would take the devil's voice the audio from the devil's character and put it into Jesus, like Jesus's mouth. And I don't know if that was just an audio glitch, but no matter what computer they tried it on. And I mean, it was a high school. They had a lot of computers, a lot of different labs where they could test this out. Even people tried on their laptops and it kept having that same problem. None of the other exported clips or music, nothing would have issues. It was only that one scene. It kept causing the um, the voice of the devil to go through Jesus's mouth and that was so creepy I you know I don't know what people believe in but for me just the thought of you know something creepy like the devil putting a voice through something that's considered pure Jesus is very creepy so mm-hmm. didn't happen to me but definitely sounds like something that could you know be considered paranormal or on the paranormal spectrum so that's all I have do you get any fun paranormal stories for us Oh, yeah, I've got a few for you. Uh, first off, I want to say that uh, over the years, I've dealt with haunted places. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, anytime I've taken pictures of haunted places with digital cameras, it's always left these weird little orbs in the picture. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, just a couple of years ago, uh, up of where I was living out there in New Mexico. Uh, I went into this church that's generally considered haunted. People just don't even use it unless there's a service going on because it creeps them out. And I've been in the Mm. place. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful church. Old Catholic church. And uh, everybody's won't go in there alone. It's haunted, you know. So anyways, Mm -hmm. one night... I decided, and it was right around Halloween, to take some pictures of the church, mm-hmm. uh, knowing full well uh, what would probably happen, and it did. Uh, after I took the pictures and downloaded them into my computer, you could see like dozens of orbs all over the place, mm-hmm. up, down, That's all cool. over. It, it looked like rain had fallen all over my camera lens or something. You know, there was so many. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has happened quite a few times, uh, not just yeah. at that church, but 
in houses I've lived in, in uh, sometimes even vehicles that people have been creeped out by. I've taken hmm. pictures and you see the little orbs. So there's, there's some sort of tie-in with that. I've heard people yeah. say that those are ghosts or whatever spirits. Um, just mm-hmm. wanted to bring that up. It's like a legend tied to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of incidences that were very strange. Uh, several years ago, maybe 15 years ago, I took a trip to California. And I went with a buddy and uh, we went to a few places, hotels that were considered very haunted. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them being Chateau Marmont in Hollywood off of Sunset. And another one up off of Hollywood Boulevard called the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, which is kind mm-hmm. of kitty corner from uh, the Grauman's Chinese Theater. In that hotel, uh, specifically, there's been many sightings of Marilyn Monroe. There's even a purported mirror there. It's like a shovel mirror. It's a big oval mirror that they keep. Now they keep it in the uh, in the lobby. And even down in the lobby, when there are groups of people there, uh, Marilyn Monroe's image has been spotted in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I know by various cool. people. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. very strange. So of course, me and my buddy were standing there staring at it for like 20 minutes. Trying to Sorry. pick up something, pick up a vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if you got to see a ghost, there's probably no better looking one than Marilyn Monroe. So we were yeah. going for that end angle on it. And um, there's other ghosts purported to be in that hotel. Like sometimes uh, they hear a coronet playing, a trumpet, you know, mm-hmm. whatever bugle, uh, and they attribute that to um, Montgomery Clift, who was filming from here to eternity and he used to Mm -hmm. practice while he stayed in that hotel and of course he's been dead for quite a few years but people swear that on the very floor he stayed in you could hear that bugle playing so that's another strange Hmm. thing about that particular place we didn't run into anything there now last day of Mm -hmm. our trip we went to the cemetery where a lot of the stars are buried a lot of Mm -hmm. the stars like Marilyn Monroe okay uh, yeah. she's in kind of a, one of those wall crypts, uh, where the mm-hmm. stone is outside actually. And, um, there was a picture of me taken there by her headstone. And it was just basically, you know, proof of a visit. That's all I wanted out of it. Right. Uh, anyways, downloaded it to my computer when I got back home from the trip. And I noticed there was something strange about the picture. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I'm standing mm-hmm. next to the tombstone, kind of giving a thumbs up, you know, because I'm always a big fan of Marilyn. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, on the tombstone itself, which is kind of a shiny pinkish granite kind of looking thing, uh, mm-hmm. pinkish tan, whatever. But on the, on the uh, stone itself, there there appeared to be an image you zoom in, and a life-size face is visible on the stone, not far from my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, we zoomed in further, and it was Marilyn Monroe's face. Yeah. And, you know, I know it creeped uh, uh, my wife out quite a bit when she saw <laughs> that, and I finally 
pointed exactly where the face was. Uh, you could mm-hmm. tell it was Marilyn Monroe. It was very faint, but you could see it. And kind of mm-hmm. smiling, kind of looking upward. And uh, that, that was probably the most unexplained thing that I've been through. That's cool. Uh, I could go back. <laughs> yeah, I could go back 40 years ago. I worked at Commonwealth Edison one summer reading uh, electric meters. Mm-hmm. And me and this uh, buddy of mine went to this Catholic uh, retreat back in Illinois, suburban Chicago. It was somewhere off of 83, Route 83, a big Catholic mm-hmm. retreat, big building. And uh, we went in there to read, and it was vacant. It was the summertime. Nobody was there. So everyone retreated from the retreat, I guess. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Anyways, we had the keys of this place. And it seemed like it was 400 feet long. It mm-hmm. was this huge building. Uh, yeah. And we walked walked down like a flight of stairs to the basement, uh, which was all lit up tile floor. You could hear every sound. If a pin dropped mm-hmm. at one end, you'd hear it echo clear to the other. And I'm talking mm-hmm. this was a long way. This is like yeah. some horror movie hallway. And right in the middle of this hallway... There were these two doors that we had to walk through to get to the electric, uh, yeah, the electric meter, which was a pretty big one, pretty big compound mm-hmm. meter. And me and this yeah. other guy, and I was like 19, I was in great shape, and you know I could run like the wind and all that. And this guy mm-hmm. I was with was this chubby little 40, 45 year old meatball, uh, real funny guy. And we're in there reading the meters and. All of a sudden, we could hear off in the distance this sound that sounded like chains and doors slamming. Like, yeah. uh, I just kind of looked up at him, and he was starting to get this worried expression. And it happened three more times, I think it was, and it got a little louder each time. The sound was getting mm-hmm. closer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And we really heard it. I mean, it's, <laughs> this isn't some joke or anything. There was nobody there but us. We were the only uh, ones with keys to this place. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it sounded like it was within, I don't know, like just maybe 50 feet away or something, the last one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just remember this guy, his name was Tom. He looked up at me and he goes, let's get the hell out of here. Before I, shit I went before he could finish saying it, I had whipped the door open and started trucking down the hallway, and I was boogieing fast, and I mean fast. I was fast kid back then, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this little meatball goes flying by me, <laughs> and we could still hear the minus <laughs> as we're heading uh, the hell out of there, and we didn't stop when we got outside. We just kept running all the way to the car. Yeah, I'm like, nope. No, Got in the car. No time for this. <laughs> and it seemed like the driveway was like five miles long to get back to the highway. And uh, uh, we just got the hell out of there. So that was pretty scary. That was that was my yeah. scariest episode. And I was mm-hmm. more scared because of how he reacted than, you know, if I had been there by myself, I would have been, what the hell's that? You know? Yeah. But with it's him there, I felt terrified. Like, out. yeah, like we were both going to die or something. So. Yeah. That was that was an interesting thing. Um, the other thing that I'll talk about, my dad uh, is about half Native American. He died quite a few years ago. He's buried mm-hmm. in this cemetery uh, in West Suburban Chicago. 
and uh, as well as his mother and his grandmother, both buried in that same cemetery. Every Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Veterans Day, I always tried to put uh, flowers and flags on my dad's grave. Uh, it's just something I always tried to do. And yeah. one time I was there, and it was a cold, windy, rainy Veterans Day, November, you know. And uh, nobody, else, nobody else was in the cemetery but me. It was such a miserable day. Uh, it was mm. really cold and uh, rainy, wet. You know, it's just windy. Typical Chicago, yeah. change of season. Anyway, yep. I had uh, finished putting flowers and stuff on my dad's grave, and I was very curious to find my grandmother's and great-grandmother's grave. And basically... And I always feel my dad's presence in the cemetery. I just do. A lot of people feel that when they visit relatives, but I, I certainly do with my dad. And uh, yeah. I just spoke out loud and I asked, uh, you know, asked him if he could help me find, you know, my grandma and great grandma. And uh, yeah. now this time of year, there's no leaves in the trees or anything. You could see as far as the eye could see, basically. Um uh, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I was joined in the cemetery by a large hawk. And, uh, you know, it screeched once, so I saw it. I looked up, and uh, this is right after I asked my dad if he could help me find their graves. And this big hawk, and it was a big one, flew into this dead tree about maybe 200 feet away from me, across mm-hmm. this one part of the cemetery going into another part, you know, where they have the different sections uh, kind of mm-hmm. marked off. And anyway, this this giant hawk just happened to land in this big dead tree, and I had the surge to follow it. So I did. I kind of jogged over to where this bird was in this tree, and sure enough, I spotted my grandmother's grave right away. Uh, right mm-hmm. away. And not That's far cool. from her was her, her mother. And wow. uh, I looked up very quickly, and there was no hawk. <laughs> this all uh, happened in a matter of two seconds. And yeah. um, the the hawk should have been spotted somewhere in the sky or in, flying around somewhere. Nothing. I didn't see it coming or going. So, but I, I can tell you that the uh, the hawk did lead me directly to their graves, uh, specifically Aww. after I had asked my dad for help. And being part yeah. Native American, that's big in our beliefs, you know. Yeah. Uh, hawks, oh, yeah. hawks are a good sign. And uh, that was just a, a strange thing. That was more of a neat thing. And I've had my my moments with hawks before, but that's the most outstanding one. But there's there's plenty of things I could talk about. I lived in a haunted house. I could talk about <laughs> that. And, you know, I don't want to yeah. keep everyone here forever. But... Uh, all I can say is I'm a believer. I've seen some things and heard some things that uh, are very yeah. strange. And it can I only be explained out. by, you know, spirits. Right. Yeah, everybody tries to find a logical explanation to things, and sometimes you can't. Like, some things are unexplainable. And right. even, I mean, I, I for one, am, I always try and find a logical explanation behind things. Um, you know, for instance, when I woke up and saw that face in front of me, more than likely, it was probably just a dream that was kind of fading as I woke up completely. But the other ones, you know, they can't be explained. The shadow coming up the stairs, I was fully awake when that happened. Can't explain that. 
you know, the, right. the pin toy slinking down. Can't explain that. Seeing my daughter walk to the bathroom. Can't explain that one. And I was fully awake when I saw it. You know, that loud noise. Why did I hear a loud noise? You know, all this weird stuff. But that that's about it that we have for today. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on? or? Well, I don't think so. I've, I've got so many Good. stories about hauntings and everything. and will get to that again next time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely have a part two or three or four of personal ghost stories or paranormal experiences because we've got tons. We've got tons of people. We've not been there. Be able to handle it. <laughs> yeah. So, we've seen some anyways, stuff. We've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.